You're listening to Having a Chat on CJRU in Toronto, the show where we take interesting people with interesting tastes in music and talk to them about the music that they love. All right, so on this week's show, we're putting the spotlight on something really cool that's going on based out of Toronto, but is actually taking place on the internet for the first time because of the COVID-19 pandemic. We are chatting with Trapdoor Fest founder and curator Reed Miller. Reed is a founding member of Toronto psych punk band Barbecue Pope, in addition to founding Trapdoor Fest. And you can find tickets for this year's festival on Eventbrite. This is Having a Chat. Anyway, Reed Miller, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Alex? Oh, just, just dandy. Happy to have you here in person. It's, uh, it's a real treat. Um, so you know, we're gonna we're gonna kick the show off with a tune of yours. Um, obviously, you know, I want the focus of this of this show to be on Trapdoor Fest and and all the artists that are playing Trapdoor Fest. But just to uh, offer a little bit of context uh, for those listening, as to you know who you are. Um, we're going to play a tune off of uh, your band Barbecue Pope's album Sadden, called Sad and Stoned. Uh, what can you tell us about Sad and Stoned? Yeah, so Sad and Stoned was one of the singles off of uh, Barbecue Pope's first full length that we put out back in 2018. Mm-hmm. Unless I, I get my years wrong all the time, but I'm pretty sure it was 2018. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just this, the title's pretty self explanatory. It's about <laughs> being sad while you're stoned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was hanging out with some friends one night in Mimico and I was taking the train back to my home in the junction, which is kind of like an awkward yeah. commute. And I was burning out and just feeling really low and then mm-hmm. wrote these lyrics on my phone and then, you know, the song went from there. Yeah. And, uh, I think, it, I think it was probably the, one of the most cohesive songs that we'd written at that time. So definitely like a step forward for right. us in terms of coming together as songwriters. Right. So is that like, is the songwriting with barbecue typically, you know, you come with lyrics and then sort of everyone works around it or, or you know, uh, how does there's that always like slight variations right but uh typically it's been like i'll have like a skeleton mm-hmm. which is more focused on the lyrics mm-hmm. and maybe like a rough structure right uh in terms of like guitar parts right and then sean and duncan are a lot more versed in right. like keys and and all that stuff than yeah. i am like I'm, I'm definitely more focused on lyrics as a yeah. songwriter so they're really good at being like, okay, this works, but like, let's make this more interesting, and yeah. uh, and then we kind of build it up from there yeah. as a band. All right, sweet. Well, this is "Sad and Stone" by Barbecue Pope on CJRU.
All right, so you just heard Sad and Stone by Barbecue Pope on CJRU. We are here having a chat with Reed Miller of Barbecue Pope. And Reed, you've, uh, you know, the, the main reason why we've, why we've got you on the show is because uh, we're super keen on your, uh, on your festival, Trapdoor Fest. Yeah. Um, so, you know, before we get into the, you know, a, a sort of lit, we're going to listen to a bunch of the artists that are playing at Trapdoor Fest. Uh, why don't you just, you know, give us a little bit of, uh, of insight into sort of where this festival came from? Yeah, so uh, back in 2019, uh, I was booking shows Mm -hmm. um, and had booked a large portion of Barbecue's first tour, like Mm -hmm. sort of researching the towns we were going to and and contacting promoters and bands and venues and stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, I really enjoyed that Mm because I enjoy like networking and Mm -hmm. stuff like that because I'm also into theater and stuff. So that's just part of that business already. Um, so I, uh, was seeing a lot of people start festivals, like my friend Daniel started Lingua Franca Mm -hmm. and, uh, Not Dead Yet had been running for Mm -hmm. many years at that point. And I was kind of like, I feel like I could try to do something like this. It'd be a little more low key, but I can make it my own. Right. So I was still, uh, playing in a band with an underage member at the time. Duncan was still only 18 and that was something that kept coming down on us. Yeah. We would try to play shows, but, you know, Duncan would have to wait outside and then yeah. just come in to play our set and then leave. And it, it was just frustrating and annoying. Yeah. So uh, I, you know, having been a teenager playing music, really loved all ages shows because mm-hmm. they'd given me so much at the time. Uh, and then I also was just not really that into the idea of like this festival is like we only book psych bands or like right, we only right, right. book punk bands because I, I listen to all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of like, I feel like I want to do a festival that's just like bands that are kind of a little more all over the place and put right. them on lineups together and like they can meet each other yeah. and kind of like maybe realize oh like we don't sound the same but we stand for the same things yeah. and uh you know we can maybe work together yeah. to to come and reach a common goal as a yeah. city that's trying to have this thriving music right. community you know uh so the first festival was extremely diy i didn't really know <laughs> what the f i was doing yeah but uh it it ran pretty smoothly um i i learned a lot of lessons like about you know guarantees and stuff like don't (laughs) offer them if you don't have funding stuff like that um and then uh yeah we and then in 2019 uh brought more friends onto the Mm -hmm. team that were kind of able to fill in gaps of knowledge that I, i didn't have right um and we did the again entirely all ages and and then this year Going into the third year was was going to do all that again. We mm-hmm. had the Transact booked for three nights. We yeah. were, were going to do a matinee at Houndstooth, which is a new venue that does all ages shows. Right. And uh, and then COVID happened. Yeah. And uh, so now we've moved to the festival online, which right. you've been a, a huge part of. Right. And um, yeah. So August 29th and 30th is when we're when we're doing that. Yeah. It's going to be over YouTube live. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So I'm I'm interested in, in this idea that you talked about of like, you know, different genres coming together, and and that's one of the things that I like about Trapdoor Fest is that you know, as sort of small festivals go in the city, they do tend to be sort of focused on you know really just one genre per festival mm-hmm. in a way. Um, but I like this idea of sort of different groups coming together or different artists coming together and kind of finding common ground. What have you found? that common ground to be like what do you what have you observed in your time and just sort of witnessing different groups coming together and and sort of finding that common ground that's a good question i I think the the main thing is just like the values of what being a musician 
means, right. you know, like in a completely non-commercial way. Like some some industries in music are just going to be more uh, rooted in monetary gain right. than others because yeah. they're just more widely accepted and accessible. Yeah. So I think that that sometimes creates divergences. Right. Like sometimes like some people will be like, oh, yeah, I don't want to play a, a show with that person because right. like, you know, they've sold out or whatever. Right. But like to be a rapper and mm -hmm. be like a non-conforming rapper, yeah. you're still in an industry that accepts you because yeah. your music is accepted as the main youth culture. Right. So if you're a hardcore band and you stand for the same things, yeah. that's different. But I think at the bottom line, uh, the values of just like coming together for a release of energy and positivity yeah. and, uh, and stuff like that. I, I wish, I, I wish people could learn to like, to, to get past right. the, the stuff that kind of clouds that and realize that beyond that, there is a, a shared horizon of just like, I want to create a space for people to come together and just like release and feel positive right. and, and stuff like that. So I think. Is, does that answer the question? Yeah, yeah, no, that absolutely does. And, you know, and and my, my hope is that sort of, you know, in the sort of post-COVID world, we're able to sort of foster that same sort of feeling online or at least as get as close as we can to it because obviously, you know, nothing nothing beats a gig. But, uh, yeah. you know, hopefully we can uh, we can make something cool happen. Um, so let's uh, let's get into the into the artists. So, you know, we, we've got a wide range of tunes because, you know, it's a wide ranging festival. Um, the first tune that we're going to listen to is Naps by Cat Dog. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, about this tune? Yeah, so Cat Dog is a is a rap duo. Uh, these two guys, Funke and Max, uh, and, and I think that Max lives in New York, so they mm -hmm. kind of split their time between here and there. Right. Here being Toronto, right? Um, and yeah, uh, their their music is just really kind of like internet, imp, like uh, reference heavy, right? Right. Just right. like really fun rap. Like yeah. I, I love Cat Dog because it's just positive. Yeah. Um, you know, I put it on and it just makes me feel happy because yeah. they just bring the energy and they're just really likable. Yeah. They're definitely tapping into the uh, per side of their personalities. It's just like, I want to play Pokemon and like right. dick around all the time. Yeah. So Naps is a song off their first mixtape and it's about when you are Netflix and chilling, as the young people say, right. um, but you fall asleep. And right. Uh, so yeah, it's, this is kind of more of like a cloudy track usually yeah. it's kind of more like uh i don't want to call it aggressive because it's never like punky really right, but it's just right, like right. it's usually a little bit more upbeat um but this this track is like if you like young lean and stuff like that okay. but, but wish it was like happy yeah this is like happy young lean i feel yeah. like <laughs> so i mean like it seems like that j just in the way that you've described them to me you know before we were taping this and even just now it seems like they sort of keep a certain you know, they don't take themselves too seriously. I mean, the idea of writing yeah. a song about Netflix and chilling where you fall asleep is like inherently a silly subject. Um, you know, how do you find, you know, because you, you have some songs with Barbecue Pope that sort of, I think, walk the line of kind of, you know, silly themes and things like that, which yeah. is something that I really love about your guys' music. So, like, how do you... Um, you know, sort of walk that line personally? Like, how do you sort of not take yourself too seriously? Um, I don't know. I think it's something I struggle with because, right. like, I really, I do really care about right. everything that I do. So it is serious to yeah. me. Um, but I think, uh, 
you got to have a sense of humor yeah. in, in everything that you do. Um, and that's just what makes it fun. Yeah. You know, I think that things that are silly can still be serious. Yeah. You know, no doubt. And uh, I'm not. Yeah. I think it's important to like not not just like label something as being one or the other. Right. You know, I, I, I feel like the song you're probably referring to the most is All My Friends Smoke Cigarettes <laughs> yeah, that by is Barbecue the one Pope. You know? That song, when I first wrote those lyrics, were totally a joke. But yeah. I feel like it's grown into not even really a song about smoking. Yeah. It's more a song just about like accepting people for their flaws. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. And uh, who are we to, to de- declare what those flaws are? Yeah. You know? Because I feel like a lot of people would be like, oh, you smoke. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cough, cough, you know. But yeah. it's like, just, just go stand over there. It's yeah, like, no, you don't exactly. have to be so like snippety about everything. And yeah. I feel like that's something that Cat Dog is really good at. It's like they flex, but then they make fun of themselves right. for it. They have this one line where it's like, uh, "I'm flexing too hard. It's a real bad habit." Yeah, you know. And so they just like they'll acknowledge it, and yeah, it's, it's, that's sure. what makes it human. Yeah. I feel like you know. For sure, for sure. Alrighty, well, this is Cat Dog with Naps on CJRU. Yeah, yeah, hey, what's up? Baby, are you sleeping? What? No, no I was, I was, are you sleeping? I was not, I was, I was like blinking. No, you were, for, there's fuel, come on, there's... I know, I, I just, I have a condition, I, I blink for like a long no, time. No, you always do this, every time you say, let's just watch something. Baby, do you want to I need my bed look queen Like sleeping beauty, cause I'm sleeping. You wanna cop it on my king box shit My sure is dead but it ain't in my heart yet No, it ain't in my heart yet Baby, do you hey. want to yeah. I made my bed look green and Way back and help me count If you want to, we can catch Um, all right, you just heard uh, Cat Dog with their song Naps. And uh, next up, uh, we've got John Crow with Libertador. Uh, Reed, what can you tell us about John Crow? Yeah, so John Crow is a project that's led by uh, my friend Daniel G. Wilson. Mm-hmm. And uh, Daniel's just like a really important figure in mm-hmm. the Toronto scene. They've mm-hmm. done like a, a lot for uh, advocating for people of color, right. uh, BIPOC musicians that are playing specifically rock music right. and, and alter- alternative genres. Right. You know, kind of like really fighting for the point that it's not a, a white industry, it's not right. a white genre, and that 
this is music that is played and, and loved by people of yeah. all different sorts of races and backgrounds. Right. And uh, they started a festival called Lingua Franca right. uh, that exclusively books uh, musicians of color right. playing those types of genres and stuff. Right. Uh, so John Crow is their band, right. and uh, yeah, they kind of they kind of just constantly redefine themselves. Like yeah. sometimes it's kind of like post hardcore grungy. Uh, the EP that the song Libertador is off of, there's a um, even like a reggae song because oh, Daniel uh, they lived in Jamaica right, off and on right, right. throughout their life, and that's where their their family is from. So like dance hall culture. I know yeah. that they've spoken about that really influencing their, their sense of fashion and, yeah. and stuff. So, um, yeah, just like uh, a really interesting artist and a really interesting person to yeah. talk to. They always yeah. have like heaps of knowledge to just drop on yeah. pretty much any subject. If you are talking about music or, yeah. or culture in the city and stuff. And yeah, this song is, uh, a song that's often EP they put out this year and it's just, brings the energy it's yeah. just like such a it's, it's i don't know I, I feel like it's like kind of pop punk but it's also just like really good indie rock i don't yeah. know i don't like i, don't, I feel like with jonker who knows what the yeah. hell to call it because it's just they do their own thing yeah and you know yeah it's dope yeah, yeah. all right sweet well this is john crow with libertador on cgru
Um, alright, next up is, uh, Spirit Desire with Going to Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> um, what can you tell us, uh, about Spirit Desire, and, uh, and what can you tell us about Going to Denny's? Yeah, so, uh, Spirit Desire are a band from Toronto that I, I feel like they would probably be part of the like what's called like the scrams community here right uh there's a festival that's called uh new friends fest right that kind of focuses on like post hardcore and like screamo okay. and and like uh, emotional indie rock and stuff right. and and spirit desire kind of live in, in the sort of middle of all of those sounds right. they kind of bring the kind of sad sad rock thing right but it's also kind of it's also punky and upbeat yeah. and stuff so it's it's uh this song's off an album they put out called Adrian right. that my old band Transit Cops played the release show for oh, so that's nice. how I discovered them. Yeah. And uh, at the time I wasn't I wasn't really listening to like yeah. more emotional punk. I was mostly into just like straight up chain punk stuff. Yeah. But this stuff I, I really liked cuz as a kid I I loved like Fat Records and yeah. and Green Day and all that stuff. So I felt like this was like what what I needed that to sound like <laughs> as I got older, yeah, you know. So um, this definitely like op- reopened up my love of pop punk. Them in bands like the Gyms and Roach and stuff, yeah. like you know, I, I feel like those kids are all uh, the future of the Toronto sound yeah, for sure, no doubt. So you said they're part of the the scram scene. What is yeah. what is that? So I think it. I don't. I feel I don't know if it's a term that exists outside of Toronto or right. if it's like referring to simply something that's happening here. Um, right. But I think it's like something that kind of grew out of Mississauga, right? Uh, so and it's like so I think it's like scream scrams means like screamo, okay, and gotcha. like emotional, yeah, kind of more punk leaning music, right? Um, and if I'm totally getting that wrong, please hit me up, uh, yeah, DM me and like <laughs> yeah. in, inform me, <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, I apologize if I'm speaking on something I don't know very much about, right? But uh, but yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's uh, let's give it a listen. This is Spirit Desire with Going to Denny's on CJRU. <laughs>
cool. Alrighty, so uh, so read next up we've got uh, a tune by MBG. Um, uh, the tune's called "What You've Done to Me." What uh, what can you tell us about MBG? Yeah, so MBG is uh, is my friend uh, Carolina's project. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lena is uh, somebody that my friends in Fadeaways met when they were at Seneca. Okay, nice. I believe uh, so. She's the acronym of her band, I, I believe, it stands for Music Box Girl. Right. And uh, my friend Raph plays bass in her live band. Right. So I was cool. booking a show uh, that was like a, a fundraiser. Yeah. And uh, MBG played it because Raph was one of the people that I organized the show with. Right. And uh, it's just like really good, straight up, like garage rock. Yeah. You like kind of like early 2000s influence. Yeah. And uh, what, I, what I really first loved about their set was that they did this like super badass cover of Toxic by Britney Spears. Oh, nice. And just like redefined what that song yeah. could be for me, you know? Um, so yeah, this song is off her first EP uh, called, um, I can cut this air. I always forget what the EP is called. It's called Have It All Right Day. Right. But it says Have a Nice Day on the cover. Okay. She's, she's, she's scratched over the nice. Right. Uh, you know, so I love, the, right I love the, uh, the attitude. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, what, what, do you, um, what do you look for in a, uh, in a live performance? Like what, what's, what's like something where, you know, like if you're going to see a band and you sort of you walk away from it and you think like that was sick. I feel like just that you're not just playing. Yeah. Like you're connecting yeah and you're being yourself yeah you know unless you your act is sort of that you're playing a character mm-hmm. then you're playing the character yeah. all the way you yeah. know and you're really going for it i think it's just like what i've learned in theater theater my theater training is that like taking risks is yeah. so integral to storytelling and performance right and i think that taking risks in playing music just makes it that much better right you know um I think also just having a good dynamic yeah. on stage. Like between the band? Uh, between the band yeah, members? Yeah, you know, like, uh, make sure that you're communicating yeah. and, like, with the audience as well. Yeah. And checking in with each other. It's like, hey, are you having fun? Yeah. Because if you're not, then we got to step our game up, yeah. you know? So that, I think that's kind of what I look for. Yeah. Is, like, is artists that are there for themselves, but also for the audience. Right. Are having fun with each other, having fun with the audience, and are just, like... What I like to do on stage is just like see how I can play my instrument in like new ridiculous ways. Right. It's like what can I what can I like do with my body simultaneously yeah. and not miss a note. And sometimes I fail and sometimes yeah. I sometimes I'm successful. But that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um well so and what what if, I don't know how many sort of you know, sort of live streamed gigs you you've watched since COVID, but sort of what are what are some things that you've seen um, that you think sort of allow that to translate well into um you know the live thing um like what, what what are some some things that you've seen like in this sort of context of sort of the live stream gigs that have uh that have yeah sort of i i watched you? um i watched noisy's night in yeah. the first one that they did and i think what what worked the most in the sets that i was most engaged with were diet sig that band yeah. It was just the two of them. They're already just a two-piece. Right. So that was in their favor in terms of filming themselves because I right. think they live together. Yeah. But they had this, like, wall in their living room that was just, like, covered with, like, zines that they'd collected right. and, like, different posters and stuff. So that just kind of, like, brought me as a viewer into their world. You know, like, right. they kind of were like, this is, like... I feel like if you just really bite into the intimacy... Yeah. 
and you know sort of manipulate that with film yeah. then that can be really cool yeah um kind of just taught me about what their home life might be like you yeah know, and what course. they're into which yeah. I, which was cool uh and then i open mike eagle was the other one of the other artists that day he was like a hip-hop artist who's friends with like hannibal burris right and stuff and he had his producer with him and they had this like uh, projector just projecting ridiculous things onto them yeah and uh, the sound quality wasn't very good, but that just made it a thousand times more interesting. Yeah, for sure. You know? So I, I feel like it's it's almost like the unplugged in New York Nirvana thing. It's yeah. like if you're gonna, obviously we, we become limited, yeah. but then it's like how do we how do we work with those minimal limitations oh, for to sure. make things, uh, you know, fit into this new box. Yeah. So I think it's just like approaching things again with a creative mindset yeah. and just being yourself too yeah it's like if you're gonna do a solo set like you know make it intimate and yeah. like make it your own yeah. you know don't just like play the songs yeah uh you know and it can be awkward yeah Technolo oh exactly. technology makes us all awkward yeah you know i like on zoom calls and constantly like checking my hair and stuff yeah, exactly. and it's weird <laughs> but i feel like if you kind of like you can also use awkwardness yeah you know it's like these these are all things that that make storytelling interesting yeah so it's kind of i think just be yourself use what you can to yeah. your advantage and yeah well the guy the guys in skeggs really embraced the awkward thing like the, there were all these like compilation fan-made videos of just all the moments in their sort of you know live stream gig where toby their bass player who we had on the show was just like you know he said at one point he's like yeah thanks everyone for checking it out it's really awkward i mean it's really awesome to be here like yeah. you know just kind of again owning that but there's also like a certain degree like you said of just of intimacy that comes with the idea that in many cases you're literally just watching them perform in their kitchen like you know i've been helping um molly johnson out a bunch with just sort of recording herself in her kitchen and filming her and you know you got to figure that if you're used to seeing molly play at you know like massey hall or something like that or at poetry jazz club it's kind of there, there is something like you said you are kind of stepping into their world a little bit with just sort of seeing them play like yeah. in their kitchen I, I, I think like uh, someone that I saw do that really well was like Reed McMaster when yeah. Fadeaways they did a, a live stream and I think they were all supposed to be phoned into it right. but then something glitched and it yeah. just turned out to be Reed yeah and he, he was just doing really interesting things you yeah. know that like if he was playing in a venue with with the full band it wouldn't yeah. have worked but he did like a cover of Waterfall by the Stone Roses where yeah. he was just clapping yeah and just singing over like his own clap track yeah you know, so it's like just to like see him sort of push himself. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, with that, uh, this is MBG with uh, what you've done to me on CJRU.
our CanCon quota. Um, if you were just joining us, we were here having a chat with Reed Miller of Barbecue Pope and Trap Door Fest. Uh, and uh, Reed, we've you know, if I'm not mistaken, almost all the artists that you've picked are Canadian. Yeah, um, I but, think they're all from. They all live in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. But we're still uh, we're still going to go with a with a Canadian act uh, to you know tied us over with our CanCon quota and uh, we've picked Tange with their uh, their EP Tangible. Um, what do you like about Tange? Uh, I like Tange just because uh, I really love punk music yeah. and I really love art punk yeah. and I think they're one of the few bands I know that do that in Toronto. Yeah. Like I, I'm always scouring Bandcamp for you know kind of more like pop punky right. post punky bands and there's a lot that are coming out of like dc and mm-hmm. like uh berkeley and stuff yeah but in toronto it, it always seems like it's a little bit more either just straight up hardcore right. or it's super eggy you yeah. know and kind of self-aware right but tange it's just kind of like you know uh they 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 manage to be an art punk band yeah um and they do their own thing too yeah i, I really like them all as songwriters yeah i mean they all have their own projects like obviously hannah the drummer is luna lee yeah deanna petkoff has her own project yeah. and sabrina has slow brina yeah. um but i feel like when all of those three amazing songwriters come together yeah uh it's just like you know it's super unique and i think similarly to a to cat dog mm-hmm. each of their songs is kind of uh built from this kind of concept or like they're really good right. storytellers yeah. you know which i really like like yeah. bleach blonde baby one of the songs we're gonna play is just sabrina singing about this hypothetical guy with bleach blonde hair right you know but then she just goes to these weird emotional depths yeah. within just you know writing from that as a muse you know well and that was interesting when we had deanna on the show she was talking a lot about like sort of almost just like writing like made up stories like you literally make up a story but then but you still but because the emotions are still real you can kind of translate that yeah no i think i think they do that well and like a like a song like uh, what was i wearing the day i destroyed the universe Mm -hmm. like it's just such a badass song yeah about wearing clothes yeah for sure you know it's like you know I, I just like them because uh, I feel like they're just unique in their storytelling and songwriting, yeah. and uh, and they put on a good show. Yeah, I think like what I was talking about before, 
they're very coordinated yeah. and you know i think they're they're very aware that they all do their own thing separately so yeah. when they come together it should be its own thing yeah for sure and they do that really well yeah like yeah. The, they're sort of they're branding with like you know the tangerine earrings and stuff like that is yeah. brilliant i and love like that they, i think they wear all white yeah. on stage and stuff and yeah yeah it's just it's really cool so uh, w- I love kind of genre categorization. Like I, I think that it's so interesting and it's so funny and it's something that Deanna and I actually talked about when she was on the show. Like what in your mind, what separates like art punk from punk or from hardcore? Like what it, what what's the art in art punk that you think uh, makes Tange so special? I, I think it's just like the willingness to be to be weird, but yeah. then still play within sort of more traditional pop structures right. you know i think that bands like um like talking heads right okay like uh, gang of four yeah devo like stuff like that yeah. is a, it's it's a little it's very intelligent music right. um but it's still accessible yeah. in a way uh with, while still being weird yeah but i'd say that hardcore is just you know will it in a way is uh doesn't follow structure the yeah. same way um is very inherently political Mm -hmm. and if it's not super inherently political um then that's still political Mm -hmm. yeah uh in a way yeah like like uh, tom Tom morello talks about that he's like if your band isn't political yeah you're still serving the political agenda yeah you know um so yeah i think i think i like greg benedetto the guy who runs not dead yet yeah uh, at Shitmas this year, got up on the mic and he was like, just remember that this music exists for political reasons, yeah. you know? Yeah, of course. And um, I think that that hard, hardcore is very protective of that. Right. Whereas, like, um, I, I, don't think a, I don't think a song has to be political to be political. Right. You know, I think it can be about, I think who's singing a song just yeah. automatically makes it political yeah. in the era that we're living in. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny, you know, it's something that I've, I've, I've been kind of, you know, confounded by is like all the people, you know, you mentioned Tom Morello is all the people who didn't realize that Rage Against the Machine was so political. It's like, yeah. like what, you know, <laughs> who on earth did you think the machine was? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, no, I, 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 I've been reflecting on this a lot because like, I feel like so many people I know are, are going to back to bands and an artist that they just overlooked yeah. because we, we were all born in the late nineties. At least that was my experience. Yeah. And like when I was in middle school, all the guys that like I hated yeah. loved Tupac. Yeah. So why would I want to listen yeah. to Tupac? But like I was talking with my friend Daniel and they were saying like that they'd finally just sat down and like really listened yeah. to his music and stuff. And I was like reflecting on it. And I feel like similarly the way this that like artists like Keith Haring, right. you know, who like in the eighties was like part of Act Up and like fighting against yeah. AIDS and like putting his art on walls and in public spaces yeah. and just like was so anti-establishment. Yeah. Now you can buy like a long sleeve yeah. with his prints on it at like the AGO for like yeah. 50 bucks. Or even at like Urban Outfitters. Yeah, exactly. I just like my, I was recently in a play and the director Ted was talking about how like capitalism will use things that are anti-capitalist yeah. to, to like actually <laughs> take away the political value yeah. of them. And I think that that happened with things like Tupac and Rage Against the Machine yeah. because it was just like, people that were living in my like kind of like middle class neighborhood just yeah. like liked this stuff that was like talking about political struggle yeah. and like growing up in like impoverished neighborhoods and yeah. stuff so that just completely decontextualized it yeah and just made me associate it with just like 
fuckboys, yeah. essentially. Yeah, you basically. Know? When, the, when those things are really powerful and important, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, uh, with that, I hope that, uh, you know, people will, uh, will bear in mind the, you know, e- even songs that don't appear to be political, they can be, uh, they can be political and, uh, you know, they still have a, a certain meaning. But uh, with that, this is Tange with uh, three songs off Tangible on CJRU.
just heard three tunes off of Tange's EP, Tangible. Uh, if you're just joining us, we are here having a chat with Reed Miller of uh, Barbecue Pope and Trapdoor Fest. And uh, Reed, we're going we're gonna to listen to a song by an artist called Phaedra, and uh, you know, I want to ask you what you like about their stuff. Um, but before we do that, what can, you, uh, you know, what can you tell us about where to check out uh, the festival? Yeah, so we're going to be selling tickets on Eventbrite. Um, 
and you can purchase weekend passes or just daily passes. And then our staff will email you a code, which you can use to access a private YouTube live stream. Um, and yeah, you'll be able to access that during the time that it's running. And uh, what I forgot to mention earlier is that we've also teamed up with Insomniac Film Festival. Right. Uh, so we'll be streaming bands with a host mm -hmm. between their sets. And then also every once in a while, uh, we have a curation of 20 minutes of short films from local filmmakers that Insomniac's put together. Sweet. And uh, yeah, so it'll be on YouTube Live via Eventbrite. Yeah. And um, yeah, all proceeds are going to the artists yeah. and a uh, small portion of proceeds are going to be donated to some local organizations as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, all that information can be found on our Facebook page uh, if you're, you want more like a, a more in-depth breakdown of everything. Yeah. But yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get into this last tune. Um, another artist playing Trapdoor Fest, uh, Phaedra with Indecay. Uh, what can you tell us about this tune? Yeah, so uh, this tune is by Phaedra, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like Phaedra are just like local legends, you know? There's yeah. like some bands that just like don't get enough credit yeah. or whatever. I feel like Phaedra are just like two artists that just like keep chugging along. Yeah. They've been involved in so many local projects that are just so awesome. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Hooded Fang, they were the members of that band. Right. Uh, one of them has a solo project called Lee Paradise, right. which is really awesome. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like this also similarly to how I was talking about Tange kind of lives in more of the kind of like post-punk, right. like art punk world, uh, a lot of synths and yeah. like, uh, you know, just kind of like drum beats, drum right. samples and stuff. And, uh, it's just like really fun music to dance to. When, when yeah. I think about the Toronto sound, yeah. I, I always kind of think about these guys and what they're up to. Right. Because uh, you know this this is the music that I think is it still lives in the in the sort of outsider world, right. but it's also a little more accessible. Something like CBC yeah. might pick up on this. Uh, so this band actually booked the first ever punk show that I went to. Right. Wow. And th that's how I discovered, or rather saw VCR right. live for the first time back in the day. And it was also the first time I ever went to Double Double Land. Wow. Uh, which, when I was like 15. You yeah. Know? So it was just like, this band is really important to me. And uh, th this is their highest, most streamed song on Spotify. So that, that's, <laughs> that's that's the only reason that I've picked it for this show. Yeah. But the whole album that it's off of is great. They just put another album out uh, either early this year or late last year, uh, which is really great too. And uh, yeah, there there are headliners for the 29th, so right. I'm super stoked that they're a part of it. They yeah. were they were really nice. They were like, we love DIY. Like, yeah. let's let's, let's do it. something out. Yeah, yeah, cool, man. All right, well, uh, I hope that you will all uh, check out Trapdoor Fest. Uh, social media is at Trapdoor Fest. Uh, at under at uh, Trapdoor under score fest underscore toronto <laughs> okay i think that's it yeah. all right cool uh yeah i'll check it out um and uh what are the dates again august 29th and 30th that's a saturday and a sunday beautiful uh should be getting kicked off around like three or four in the afternoon uh running until about 10 so all right let's yeah. do it check it out let's do it this is phaedra with indicate So many lovers in need of organs. Be 
Bye. 